You're listening to a new episode of Girl Damn Podcast with your host, me, Aeon. So sit back, relax, and listen as I unpack the uncertainty of my 30s one episode at a time. This is your special bonus episode of Girl Down Podcast with me, Aeon, to hold you over until I come back in the fall with season two of Girl Down Podcast. But I have a lot of fuck yous to say to people, so a lot of crazy shit has been going on over the month that I wasn't active and I was just living my life being queer, being trans, doing me. So we just want to... We just we're just gonna categorically knock these topics off one by one, and we're gonna start here. If you are not watching P Valley, you need to be watching P Motherfucking Valley. The show is so good. Shout out to Katori Hall, the creator of the show, the creator of the play. Shout out to Patrick Ian Polk who wrote the episode that aired last weekend. Everybody is talking about the gay sex scene between Lil Murder and Big T. And we're going to we're going to get to the the buffoonery that has happened after after I say what I have to say. But it's no shade. That was one of the best black queer sex scenes that I have ever seen on screen period period it was that scene was so rich it was so complex it was so tender it was so real and the fact that and Little Murder the the person who plays Little Murder he is such a great actor because the way in which that he plays Lil Murder, it makes me as the viewer, as somebody that has messed, that has messed and probably will continue to mess with um, men who are DL or not. And Lil Murder, we don't really know if he's DL, but he's definitely navigating a world where he can't be as open about his sexuality. He's he's not necessarily suppressing it, but it's one of them things, if you don't know, you don't know. But it's not like he's going around, like, dating cis women. or you know, Even though he's doing this performative relationship with uh, Miss Mississippi, it's not something where she don't know who, who she is. And they're not even really going together. It's They're doing it for just for monetary gain and social capital. But the way in which he plays the character is so nuanced and it's so good and it's so real. And the sex scene is so, it was so, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that on TV before. So they deserve all of the awards, all of the the nominations, all of the accolades, none of the hate 
that they are getting. P-Valley is just a good show. And I love this season because a lot of times these shows fall off because they they try to do too much and give you so many storylines. And at some point throughout the season, one or two of the other storylines that they try to set up just fall off and you never get any closure. And I feel like, especially this season, everybody got something going on and they're really doing taking their time to try to to make sure that every storyline for every character is fully fleshed out um and it's paced correctly and even with characters it's like oh i haven't seen what's going on with their story what's going on with them it'll be an episode where it kind of like zeros in on okay this is what is going on I I just really love the pacing but um Lil Murder we need to see more um queer people having sex on TV on screen because it and, and we need to see them having sex in a way that is not fucking traumatic or a rape scene or um and like Queer folks have sex, but queer folks have intimate sex. We make love. We we are desirable. Pe- people want to love on us, and having sex with us is a way that they can. And it needs to be normalized. So I'm gonna. So shout out to P Valley, the entire team. I kind of. It feels like the season just started, but it also feels like everything is almost over because I believe episode five dropped today. I'm definitely going to watch it after I finish recording for today. But yeah, like, P-Valley is so good and it's so black and it's so, like, it's so, like, hood, but it's it's so much texture. And I just love that scene. It was just, it you could tell that somebody actually gay and Black wrote that scene because it was just so true to life. But I want to say fuck you to Little Duvall who wrote, who who has been getting flamed for the entire week because he watched the episode and said that he feels like stuff with really, really gay scenes should have a gay advisory sticker on the front. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. Like, shut the, shut the entire fuck up. Nobody cares about you. Nobody gives... And you know who I blame? I blame all of y'all that were jamming and doing the two-step and doing the electric slide to live in my best life. That nigga should have been canceled after he joked about killing trans women on The Breakfast Club in 2017. No, I haven't forgotten about that shit. He should have been canceled then, but no, because transphobia is not real, and y'all don't really like trans people, so y'all allow these black-ass ignorant men who don't know shit, y'all give them grace so that they can, so that they can move around and continue to say ignorant, transphobic, and homophobic shit. No, it doesn't need a gay, why are you watching something where the lead character is a non-binary person with a wig and a beard like like come the fuck like it's not funny it's not like what type of reaction did you think that that was going to get it's not funny it's not funny it's not funny it's not cute it's stupid 
And you had no smoke for the, the lesbian scene that happened in the same fucking episode. Like, come the fuck on. Come the fuck on. Like, please, please go to the furthest pits of hell. Like, I cannot stand men like him. I cannot stand this culture that just supports this ignorance that just tries to act like, LGBT folks do not exist in the black community that tries to act like y'all y'all or your homeboys aren't the same ones seeking us out for sex when we are minding our business, living our lives. Y'all pursue us for you to turn around and use your platform to be this queer antagonist. And it gets to the it's past the point of your oh, just let him have have his opinion. He knows what he's doing by going on a public platform um, asking this question or making this statement about queer folks. Like, he knows exactly what he's doing. He deserves to be dragged. He deserves to be fucking canceled. Um, in my mind, there there's no grace and there's no redemption because at this point, this person is committed to being a, a homophobe or a transphobe and fuck him. Um, fuck him, and I'm so glad that Patrick Ian Polk came out and told him, if you don't like it, bitch, you don't have to watch it, but this is a gay fucking show. It's gay as hell, and it's black as hell, and if you can't support, then go 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 watch something from the fucking Power franchise. Oops, but guess what? It's gay shit on there as, as well, too. Shut the fuck up with your dumb ass. Next, BET. Um, fuck BET. I just... As of somebody that is black and trans and queer, I get so tired of having to... And this is not just with BET. This is just, like, with any, like, black legacy or organization. I get so tired of having the same conversations or same arguments of telling these folks that not only do black LGBTQ folks exist, that we deserve to be platformed and highlighted um, within black institutions and for them to stop practicing their ignorance as well. Fuck me. Shout out to my son, Little Nas X. I love him so much and I just hope that he continues to just maintain his militancy and to really not give a fuck about these old ass motherfuckers who, who really have no sense. There's just no way that Lil Nas X, the year that he had last year, the impact that he had for him to not receive even one nomination. It's just, there's nothing that nobody can say to me that would get me to agree to the fact that he shouldn't have been nominated. It's just, and it's not, oh, he's not really a a rapper or he's not a hip-hop artist. So you're telling me that so black music is only valid if it's a rap or hip hop like black folks can't perform any fucking genre that we want to and that as if we haven't like come the fuck on this is this is the biggest this is quote unquote supposed to be the biggest show that showcases and celebrates black talent across all genres and you can't tell me that it wasn't homophobia and backlash from him kissing one of his dancers on his performance last year that contributed to him not getting a nomination. So fuck BET. Um, Fuck fuck them for doing the bare minimum 
of having people from the ballroom scene come and open a show. And it's no shade to the people that came. I love me some Kevin Jay-Z Prodigy. Shout out to um, Shannon Balenciaga and all the other people that were there and Billy Porter with whatever the fuck Billy Porter was wearing. There's no shade. Whoever your stylist is, you need to fire. They hustled the hell out of you because you looked at a fool. But this is no shade to y'all. But you don't get to use us for the, the performance and the optics and the 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 late-ass uh, promo campaign showing that you celebrate queerness and all that other bullshit. But when it really comes time to use the institutional power and to be intentional about including black and queer folks um, and making sure that we're the plan and not the afterthought, when you continuously drop the ball on that, I don't give a fuck about you having girls catwalking at the beginning of the show. It's hollow. And the 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 real tea is black artists really don't need BET to break them and make their career. And that's just the truth. None of the really none of these music stations are needed to break and make these artists because in a time where TRL doesn't exist, where 106 and Park doesn't exist, artists for the past five going on 10 years have had, you have to break them on the internet. You have to break them on the TikToks and the Instagram. So it should be an honor for you to have somebody like Little Nas X to come and be third. And and it's, it's, so, it's such a stupid business model because you have somebody who is the biggest artist in the world who could come and help you revive your fledgling brand. Somebody who wants to be embraced by their own community. And because y'all are fucking homophobic, y'all would rather lose out on opportunities because y'all are not with that gay shit. But then do the bare minimum by just having us as feature performance catwalking and doing... Like, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. I hope the ratings never go up if the BET award. To me, it's just, it's no path towards redemption because, again, whoever's, no matter who's ever at the helm of BET, this is a consistent pattern. And I don't think this shit can be reformed. And no shade, it should just all burn down because the BET is garbage. You haven't, BET has not been shit in years. It's been garbage and it's not, and, uh, and, it's not even unfortunately thank god that black people uh black people have other places to go to have their identity affirmed to have their musical taste affirmed to have their lifestyle whatever that is um be affirmed and celebrated and it's not bt and i don't fucking want to watch tyler perry shows or reruns all fucking day like it's so much more to black life and black entertainment in that and black and BET continues to show how they are a relic of the past, and they're not. They don't got us. They're not here for us today. So fuck BET. Fuck everything that they stand for. I love you, Lil Nas X. Thank you for, uh, thank you for for showing us what needs to be done when it comes to these institutional black institutions who fail to recognize us, but can't even acknowledge how much that they need us. So fuck them. Let me see if I have any other 
fuck used to give. I've been making notes, even though I haven't been recording. Oh, the Supreme Court. Fuck the Supreme Court. Everybody knows that... Everybody knows by now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned, even though it didn't need to be overturned. It's overturned, so the right to uh, uh, abortion is no longer... Um, a federal constitutional right and everybody has been going crazy everybody is trying to point the blame and so many people are just trying to figure out how they can get their abortion care also we're trying to figure out how this is going to impact other rights that that are so precious and that we hold so dear fuck the supreme court just just fuck all of them fuck all fuck every every fuck everybody that says one thing but really just does shit this because they're insulated and they're in the supreme it's no shade i used to be somebody that wanted to be a federal judge or clerk for a federal judge but because of everything that's going on like in my professional life i'm looking to make an impact in state courts um because if 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 that's what it's going to come down to states being able to make these decisions then i think that's the battle and i can be more impactful in a state court especially with the particular state that i'm moving to um it's just time for change and it's time to focus on these smaller fights to get bigger ones for folks in states so i like this the impact of this decision is i no long like the federal judiciary is a joke to me now i have no faith in the federal judiciary and i i really don't want to be a part of it because it's just like it's so politicized now and that to the point where people are not even following the rule of law people are just doing whatever they want to to serve their political interests instead of serving the interests and the greater good of the people and i just fuck all of this shit like fuck all of this shit but what i will say and what i felt immediately after this decision had came down and after after hearing the commentary and the various positions, what I immediately felt is this and every other fallout that happens because the Roe v. Wade was overturned, this is not my responsibility to fix this. It's not my responsibility to fix this. I'm not going to put that burden on myself as a black, trans, queer woman, poor. Like, let's keep it the fuck real. Living paycheck to paycheck. This is not my burden to fix this. Because in 20 motherfucking 16, I did what the fuck I needed to do. I voted for Hillary. In 2020, I did what the fuck I needed to do. I voted... For for um, Biden, even though I didn't want to. In 2020, in 2018, I did what I needed to do. I voted in the midterms for the Democratic um, leaders that were running for Congress and Senate. I did what I needed to do. I'm going to do what the fuck I need to do in 2022 in the midterms. Voting for the Democratic senators and the the democratic um representative i i've done everything that i need needed to do as a marginalized person 
who this is on is the 53 and the 52% of white women that voted for Trump. The 52% of white women that voted for Trump in 2016. And then that number jumped to 53%. This was on white people to fix you. And it has always been on them. Particularly white women. White women who have traded in their their woman car in order to uphold their race car. This is one of them to fix. This is not on black people, especially black women or especially black queer folks. This is not one of, this is not our this is not our problem. And I just want black folks to like we gonna be alright. We're gonna when this decision came down, just like when Trump was elected, it was not us who was going crazy and because usually it's us trying to warn especially these centrist Democrats, it's usually us trying to warn them and let them know stuff that could happen because we already know, but nobody wants to listen to us because we're black and we're poor and we're not smart and we don't know what we're talking about. Nobody wants to listen to us until shit is going crazy, but no. I'm not in community with those white folks that voted for Trump. I'm not in community with folks who still refuse to believe that Trump perpetuated these lies that le led to the January 6th insurrection. And black people have been doing labor, have been engaging for free labor with none of the benefits with not for too long. And no, you putting a black woman Supreme Justice is not, no, because y'all should have been did that. Obama should have been did that in his first term. Obama should have did a lot of shit in his first term. A lot of promises he made that he didn't do. Where we wouldn't be in the, the situations that we are today. But he didn't do it. A lot of stuff was done. But nobody wanted to listen to black people. Black women in particular. So now we are where we are today. So now it is on white people to clean it up. It's on the people that voted for Trump to clean that shit up who thought that they were insulated or thought they could just vote on a single issue, the finances, and thought that, oh, no, it's on y'all to clean this shit the fuck up. I don't have to do shit but stay black and motherfucking die. And that's all that I'm going to do. I, I, I no longer choose to engage in this extra burden when, when, when it was time for us to offer our advice, you didn't listen to us. You didn't care what we had to say. You didn't want to pay us what we were worth. You didn't want to elevate us to positions of power because you wanted the power for yourself. And this is where we are today. So y'all need to sit in the consequences of your inactions. And y'all need to figure out what, what we're going to do to get to a path of liberation. I'm done. I'm washing my motherfucking hands. I'm sitting back like cunts. And... I'm, I'm just, I, I'm, all I am required to do is stay black and die. I'm tired. And if you want me to come help, bitch, you want to pay me. You're going to pay me what I am worth. I'm so, I'm so sick of being in this country and having to deal with whiteness in a way that doesn't trust black people or black women to lead. This is what happens when you don't trust us to lead and you try to undermine our leadership and you try to undermine us of the things that that are owed to us. Everybody is going to suffer. 
So now, even though this is the, not the ideal position to be in, this is where we are. And y'all thought that wearing pink pussy hats after a majority of y'all already voted his ass in. Like, come the fuck on. So, no. I, the, the biggest thing that I can do to practice self-care is to not, one, engage in any unnecessary labor, and to, two, not to burden myself to feel like as a black woman I have to save the world because I don't. That is not required of me. I reject that shit. And if I want to live a long, healthy, and a fruitful life, it's just certain stuff that I'm willing to untether myself from. And one of those things is feeling like I have to save white people that don't want to save themselves. So, and I don't have the, the privilege to rest in white privilege and know the, that whiteness is going to, no. And now y'all know that too. You want to try to get an abortion in a lot of these states, it's, it's, it has became instantly harder for everybody to get, in, and, every, and the majority of white folks are not rich and wealthy. The majority of y'all are poor, just like us struggling and living paycheck to paycheck and as high as these goddamn flights are everybody can't pick up and go and fly to the east coast or west coast or chicago to get an abortion so guess what y'all bitches are just like us deal with it now y'all have been, the whiteness has been activated where y'all are actually going to have to do something without the benefit of having your slave by your side to guide you and make you feel comfortable so enjoy it have fun. I look forward to see what what y'all are going to do, what policies y'all are going to come up with. And I'm about to be over here chilling because I, no, no, we, we, I'm done giving my shit away for free. I'm done. And the, the, the moral of the story is all of this could have been avoided so long ago, but we're always trying to coddle to, um, the undecided white people when we should have been activating um, the people that are that are most impacted by these laws, activating them, empowering them to vote, putting money behind them so they could get into politics. So they, but y'all didn't want to do that because y'all don't see value in poor folks, and you damn sure don't see value in black people. So you get what you deserve. So I feel like that's all the fucks I have left to give. I have some other episodes that I wanted to do, but I think I'm going to save them for season two of Girl Down Podcast. I just want to say I love y'all so much and just keep me in your prayers as I make this move, as I step into the next phase of my life. Um, I will be back to, I will be back this fall with some new episodes, with some new guests and I thank you all so much. Thank you for supporting Girl Down Podcast with me, Aeon. And I will see y'all this fall. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Girl Down Podcast with me, Aeon. If you like the show, please be sure to go on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. Also, make sure that you're engaging with me on social media. Also, if you have any inquiries or you want to send me any questions, be sure to email me at girldownpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, bye, (laughs) y'all.